2: Today we have with us Marilyn Bushy and Gail McDonald, co-authors of a brand new book that has come out that talks about retirement, right? Retirement your way, but it's not talking about necessarily the financials of retirement. It's actually talking about uh, the multiple different sort of aspects and what their research has shown. So I'm super excited to have these executive coaches and co-authors on the show today so that we can learn a little bit more about our next steps, but also I'm going to be inquiring as to the resources that it develops for us as founders. So this should be a really interesting conversation with us today. All right. On this week's episode, we have two fantastic women. They are co-authors of the book, Retirement Your Way. Please welcome to the show Gail McDonald and Marilyn Bushy welcome ladies
0: good morning I, I love the name of your show uh, girl on fire and my gosh that's the story of our lives right Gail
1: absolutely we're really looking forward to this Kirsten thank <laughs> you yes
2: so so ladies you know uh for everybody listening I actually met Marilyn at a summit. And uh, found what she was talking about to be extremely interesting. And I know that our audience here is talking really more about founders and executive issues. And while they have a background as executive coaches, you know, I really wanted to have them on a show to talk more about this book. As you know, we're going into the, the this retirement period for all of those baby boomers and to understand, like, they have done uh, an extensive research and written this book. And so, ladies, I'd really love to talk to you about, like, retirement your way. Tell me how this book first came about.
0: Well, that's one of our favorite stories. Gail and I have known each other for about 20 years plus, right, Gail? And we met each other through a women's group, and we were trying to uh, make connections to sell our coaching business, basically. And because we had a lot in common, I I had a training and consulting business, and it had evolved into coaching. And Gail had a coaching business, which she encouraged me to pursue the coaching, More, in fact, she put me through a certification to become a coach and gave me my first client that lasted for seven years. Now, it's a big corporation, one the same client. <laughs> that would been a really long coaching. But that, that's how we met and started working together. And we found that we had a lot in common. Uh, we shared some ideas about different things. And we even tried to write another book. And we had a, a research company come in and help us set up focus groups. And they told us that our hypothesis was not strong enough. So they discouraged us from continuing on. So we listened to them. Sometimes I think that was a mistake, Gail. And we went on. Wait, wait, wait. What was the
2: hypothesis? Now I have to know. like What was the hypothesis that they were saying wasn't strong Oh, gosh. Now, Gail, help me with this because it was that the
0: decisions in your 40s, that the 40s were really a time of extreme pressure and the decisions that you made and the things that affected you then had a, a
1: very heavy impact on your life. Anything else, Gail, that we had? It was essentially, we hypothesized that successful people have make certain pivotal decisions about their careers in certain decades and certain things happen in their 40s and certain things happen in their 60s. And so we went for that hypothesis, and what we found is that wasn't so true, but that no matter what happens, it's not about what happens to you, it's about how you respond. Mm
2: -hmm. And we
1: found people had all sorts of stories about things that were pivotal, but it, it wasn't so much when they happened, which was our initial hypothesis. And we even
0: use some of those examples and the what Gail has just said about resiliency later in this book. So we uh, we continue to be really good friends and have lunch here and there and continue to meet. And down the road, it became time for us to start thinking about retirement. And as you know, uh, we are retirement rebels. Uh, We considered it, and I always joke and say I have failed retirement because I tried it a couple of times, and it just, I wasn't ready for it, but what we decided is we were ready to do retirement in a different way, and that's why we call ourselves Retirement Rebels, and we interviewed over 60 of our friends and colleagues who were baby boomers, and we found that they thought the same way, and
1: Gail, would you share the story of Valerie and our epiphany moment? That that was the moment that had us say, okay, we're going to write a book. We took a friend to lunch and we were mutually talking about the fact that we were concerned about our own aging and getting into the years of retirement. What would we do? Uh, how much would we shift? How much will we, we be excluded from, et cetera? And we were both getting very passionate about this topic of Older people being alive and able to contribute, and how do we do that ourselves? And how do we help others thinking like coaches? So we have lunch or dinner actually with our friend Valerie, and we're sitting there and we said, Valerie, we're talking about this. What does retirement mean to you? Kirsten, she absolutely, her eyes got huge, and she sat back in her chair, and then she came forward and she said retirement means quit to me. I am not quitting anything. I love what I do and I'm gonna keep doing it. And as Marilyn said, we realized, okay, Valerie's a retirement rebel. How many more retirement rebels are out there? And that started us on the journey.
0: And then from there, uh, we interviewed over 60 baby boomers. And what we found was the people that we talked to who were already retired, and they were actually thriving in retirement. And they did that by pursuing different ways of doing it, different lifestyles. Mm-hmm. And there, we categorized those lifestyles, and we came up with six of them. And one that that really applies to what we're talking about today is Reinventor which is the person who retires and then they go into something entirely different or the stair stepper who starts to step down out of what they're doing and go and maybe just totally retire. Or you as one of the guys said, stairs go up and down, that you go back up the stairs into something else or do more of what you were doing. So we stair stepped down out of our coaching business and we stair stepped up into writing a book. And it has been quite an adventure. And we, uh, we did this pretty systematically, I would say, Gail, wouldn't you, in the beginning? Yes. Um, we, we talked with one of our good friends who is a coach. And we asked her to structure a two-day plus uh, pattern that we could use to have a retreat. So we went down to uh, Tampa. And that's where we talked with Valerie. And then we went back and we thought we have something here. So we are going to really go through this. So we had two days, actually a little bit more of planning and a little bit of fun thrown in there, know, a spa treatment, those kind of things, because that's the way we roll. And uh, from that, we came up with an outline of our book based on the chakras, Now, I know that's really weird, but it really fit what we were talking about. You wouldn't know it at all until you get to the back of the book and we actually tell that. But we had a very structured way of planning out our book. And we went on five retreats during the time that we were working on our book. And we found that that really got, we got away from Dallas and everything around us that uh, interfered with us and kept our our focus from uh, not being on the book. And it really helps cement our friendship even more. And Gail, that friendship
1: has been, always been a really important part of our book, hasn't it? Oh, totally, totally. I mean, from the very beginning, we talked to each other about the fact that our friendship and maintaining that friendship was more important than anything. And we've really been able to navigate. We, we think a lot alike, but we think differently enough that we balance and so we've been able to navigate those times when we've kind of been in different tracks. Um, and as Marilyn said, many things helped us do that. One, we'd take these retreats and we just focus in on the book, but we'd also have fun. And then uh, the other thing was having a guideline for our seven steps, which is Marilyn said, kind of follow the chakras from you know very kind of emotional stuff down
2: to planning and then up to high level. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the seven essential steps to discover and sort of forge the right path for you. What are they? Perfect.
1: We call it the CHOICES map. And CHOICES is an uh, uh, acronym, the seven letters. So the first letter is culture. And that is where, where we come from. It's our beliefs in, that we grew up with. It's how our parents and our grandparents retired in this case. Second one is hurdles. That's that's the emotional way we uh, get in our own way. And what we what are our beliefs like? I'm too old to do this, or I've already finished working. I don't. It, it's too late to start a business, or something of the sort. So, Marilyn, you want to pick up onto our next letters? Yes.
0: And with the hurdles, that applies to, to anybody, really. And that's what we heard about the whole choices map, that people were telling us, this is great for retirement, but it works for anyone who wants to do something right. different, wants to to has a passion for something, wants to make a difference. And the next letter is O. And that's options, which is where we put all the research from our 60 interviews, and we developed six categories: and traditionalist, altruist, uh, lifelong learner, uh, boomeranger, reinventor, and stair stepper. And this is how people have responded to retirement. But it happens the same way in with anyone at any age. And the tools in all of these gave them tr- give them tremendous uh, guidance. We we packed it full of tools because we're coaches. So we had all of these different uh, change, transformation type tools. And so that's covered in options. And just recently, in fact, within the next couple of weeks, we're set to have a quiz that will be online that someone can take. And it will show them what will probably be their primary category in retirement. And then they get some tips, they get some watch for and some inspirational things for them individually. So we're really excited about that. While we have our online course that is being edited right now, and that will be coming out too. So as as you see, we stay on fire. So uh, the next letter is I, and that's inspiration. And that is, is the team that we create when we go into retirement? Just like we created a team when we started writing our book, and it was from our connections this team was built. Uh, I have two good friends who are uh, New York Times uh, bestseller writers, and I call them both of them. And one of them gave me the reference to, to uh, work with an uh, editor that he had worked with on his book. We contacted her. She was wonderful. And she helped us with the edit and our book and also with ideas about uh, what to come up with for our book. And then Gail has some wonderful connections from some volunteer work that she does for the United Way. And one of the people there, in fact, three of the people there and gave a launch party for us. So connections and that inspiration, that team have always been really, really important for
1: us. Gail, you want to finish up the, uh, the other few? The other thing I just want to mention on inspiration is how important the entering into conversations with people are. And we have a tool in there called the Conversation Circle, because sometimes, especially when we're starting to talk to people about going into a new way of life, we're uncomfortable about how we're gonna approach that person and what we're gonna say. And sometimes we don't even totally know what we wanna do. So this is, a, this is sort of a little easy methodology. Um, our next letter is another C and that's course of action. And that is the plan. That is putting our voice out into the world. So we're big believers in articulating a plan even if it's on a napkin but just putting something down. And then the last two are really under the mantra of keep exploring. One is experimentation. The successful people we talk to, and as Marilyn said, we talked to over 60. And by successful, I mean they're, they like what they're doing in retirement. They are experimenting. They're willing to go try this and then try that. They may take a course and really dig into it. And then they may say, oh, this is not for me and go do something else. So they're willing to to if you say, it, you might say fail in a little way and then go on and experiment. And our final category is what we call self-fulfillment. And that's around, hey, how can we stay tuned up to operate as our best selves at any time? And we have five practices within that. Three of them are ones you would absolutely know, stay connected, move and exercise, and stillness, meditation, that kind of thing. The other two are play and laughter. We find that that is so amazingly important. And we could talk about that more if you'd like. The fifth one is rituals. And rituals help make meaning of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so we play and we give a lot of examples of how we all have rituals in our lives we can create more.
2: That's awesome. And I'm hearing this and I'm listening to your seven steps, right? And like Marilyn had said earlier, you know, it sounds to me like it does apply to anyone making any kind of transition or decision, right? Because it sounds, yes. it sounds like exactly what I would be talking to somebody about, right? Like, you know, what do you, and the plan, I love the plan. Thank you. Even if it's on a napkin, have it somewhere, people, you know? dealing with a startup right now that doesn't have a written plan. And I was like, dude, no, no, boy, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this is awesome. So, you know, I will touch upon for a second, the, the fun and the joy kind of thing of that, because, you know, research obviously shows that we not only can hit flow state when we're in a different state in a state of, you know, having that looseness, but having it be fun, right. Fun, funny, right. And being in that state, so talk to me a little bit about what your research has shown.
0: Well, definitely that has been the case, and because you are in a different state, you're in a relaxed state, you're in a more creative state when you are playing or when you're enjoying what you do. We had something that we did, which we have has been very inspiring to us. We came up with a mantra that we based our book on, and it's "Let go of your stories, add your dreams, and keep exploring." Oh, that's great, and. So that really puts you in that type of mindset. You know, uh, we suggest that people allow them, uh, let yourself be uncomfortable, play with it. Don't worry if you're doing something you've never done before. Maybe no one has ever done before. Use that beginner's mindset where you see things that other people don't see. But that mantra has really inspired us. And when things get a little bit tough, because they do, you know, with an author, it's a lot of work. Let's face it, writing a book is, is hard and you need to be able to have that break and you need to be able to have a passion that you want to tell the world. You want to get your story out there. You want to affect other people with it.
1: Gail, I'm muttering on here. You know how I get. So <laughs> you're great. It's, uh, it's, it's great. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tag on to that a little bit because one thing we learned, and we learned tons of stuff uh, about ourselves and about writing a book, but one thing that we learned is that even when we know something, it doesn't mean we're doing it. Yeah, so this point of play, we were, I remember one time I was talking to one of my own coaches And I said, this work of the work, we've got so much to do. We're just, I feel so bogged down. And she said, Gail, if you're going to write about play, you need to be in a mood of lightness. Mm -hmm. That will not work. And it was just, hey, we were writing about play and laughter, but I wasn't feeling it. Yep. Yep. So that was just one of the many learnings.
2: And I think that happens to a lot of people, especially in the startup world, especially in CEO land. And I'm sure you guys have seen it too, where they understand the research, they understand the theoretical, but the actual execution and application of those ideas, thoughts, and you know uh, behaviors sometimes doesn't exactly come out right. So. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's it's very true. A lot of people who are entrepreneurs are very good at at the big picture, at the strategy, uh, but the way to get there is not always clear to them. And that's why it's good to have a good support team around you too. I mean, that's really important. But you're you're right on, uh, and focused. When you're so excited, uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've I've been involved in five businesses. And I love it. I love the start, but I'm not always real fond of the work. Yeah. Uh, you have to really buckle down and do it or have someone else that you trust enough to do it. And when it's your passion, unless you have somebody like Gail, that's that's very hard to share. And it, it's really interesting. I always kid around, I have to give her a kudo here. Yeah. When I had my first business, I had a partner and somebody told us, ah, partnership, the only ship that doesn't sail. And I told Gail, if I was going to write a a story about us, it would be partnership, the only ship that doesn't sail until it does, because it really has and it makes all the difference that that energy, like you say, you have to have a lot of energy keeping the balls in the air and to have another person who is there that her energy is up when yours is down or you can honestly talk about things. It's, it's really uh, an unusual experience. So thank you, Gail. Thank you, Meryl. Well,
2: that's interesting because I actually don't invest in companies that have solo founders typically. Um, I don't oh, have to founders that. for that reason. Um, and, and I also think it, it's sort of indicative of a, a certain kind of mindset that tends to keep them Siloed, depending, right? Some uh-huh. people are really good at being the founder, but yet not being siloed. But a majority that I run into, they definitely silo themselves and kind of have a bit of a tunnel vision, but not in the the good way. Not in the way of like you know the tunnel vision that you need to get to the right. end. Theirs is more like tunnel vision because they can't hear or see anything better or different outside of whatever they're thinking, and then it just isn't going to work out, right? So I'm all about the right partners. <laughs> Right,
1: right. And that's a, oh, the, well, the other thing that we learned, and, and this isn't new, but it's so fundamental, a shared goal.
2: Yes. And
1: we really cared about this topic. I mean, we cared about it because of our own selves. We cared about it because as coaches, we saw other people entering this time of life. And we saw corporations who didn't know how to utilize the talent, that was so prevalent Uh, and, you know, people who are 65, I mean, we're still young, you know, well into a couple of decades. We are so passionate about the topic and we kept each other at a um, a level around the goal and the passion around the topic, not into like maybe sub goals. after we did the book, we were so relaxed and we kind of let things go for a little while. And I was talking to another one of my coaches, said somehow I've lost momentum. And he said, what's your fundamental care about this book and why it gets out there in the world? And it's, oh, you know, I kind of lost sight of that. I sort of lost sight of, well, what's the real goal? So Marilyn and I have been able to keep each other
2: focused on the bigger picture. Right. That's amazing. Wow, yeah. And that's exactly why, when you're writing your mission statement or your values, it's so important. I know a lot of startups will get like this exercise, so to speak, um, and not really understand why it's so important. But that's exactly why, because the people you hire, the manner in which you get to that end result and to keep you motivated to remember what, cause you know, you get lost in the weeds, right? You're like, oh, we've got to do this part and then this part. And then all of a sudden it's like months later and you're like, oh, we're not even doing anything, right? But you are, it's just you have lost sight of that. This is this tiny step in this much bigger picture. So that's amazing, good for you guys. So let me ask you guys this, anything mm-hmm. that you want to leave our audience with, and I would highly recommend that the audience um, we will have all of the links for everyone to go find it, go purchase it, learn more about you guys on your webpage, What is your preferred social media? Do you have a a preferred place for people to go? Is it website or is it LinkedIn or where do you like for people to go?
0: Well, first we say start with the website because it has some of our most recent articles and interviews and that kind of thing. And it's retirementyourwaybook.com. I like it. And then we're also on Facebook and LinkedIn but right now, a lot is going on on our website. The quiz will be coming up and our online course will be described on there. So just a, it's a very active time for the website.
2: Awesome, and I wanna hear from each of you one last time to just, why don't you leave our audience with one final thought? So Marilyn, let's start with you. Well,
0: mine would be, allow yourself to be comfortable with the unknown, embrace it, and your path ahead will
2: unfold. Love it. Love it. And Gail, how about for you?
1: Beautiful. Trust yourself. Be true to yourself. Do what feels right to you and have confidence in yourself as you
2: walk into this unknown. I love it. Uh, well, thank you, ladies. It's been wonderful having you here. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to the audience and stay in touch. I mean, I know I'll stay in touch with Marilyn for sure. Gail, now that we're connected, I'll absolutely be in touch with you as well. And that's it. Thanks, ladies. Thank you, Kirsten, very much. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CSThrive or on Instagram at thrive tribe 314159 Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pie. So it's, three, it's Thrive underscore Tribe underscore Or of course you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there and you can join it for free. I answer your questions in there, but if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at believe, B-L-E-A-V, at believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me.